0: Have you ever felt like some relationships drain you while others refresh you? In today's episode, we're going to discuss how you can connect with certain people and not with others, and how to build a filtering process of what kind of people you want in your life, and how to start building the relationships you've dreamed of. Let's just jump into it. Welcome to the Clarity Podcast. I'm your host, David Prosper. And as a life coach, as a certified leadership and communication trainer, one thing that keeps people back from living a more fulfilled life is one thing. It's called clarity. I've helped thousands of people break past their perceived limitation and start living a more fulfilled life. The purpose of this podcast is to help you find more clarity so you can create more impact. So The relationships we have in our lives either appreciates or depreciates our value long term versus short term. And the things that essentially appreciates our value in how we show up in our world are the relationships that have a belief system that are more open minded versus limited minded. Right. So open minded is essentially seeing the world as always evolving, always growing. A limited mind is seeing the world as fixed and this is the definite and it typically sounds like it's just the way it is. This is how we're doing it. It's the same, just a different day. Right. But an open mind is, is saying like, what else could we create? What are the possibilities? How else can we strategize? We can still have the same goal, but our plans and our actions typically change. And these two mindsets, the limited mind versus the open mind, are shaped by our belief system. And our belief system is broken down by our nature, our nurture, and the content, right? Nature is essentially who we are innately. There's some individuals and there's some folks like myself growing up. I was predisposed to just being negative. I was uh, what they say is a negative Nancy, but learning different skills to overcome those negative mindsets allowed me to essentially think more positively by being surrounded by my nurture, which is environments, right? So there are people who are intrinsically more negative and there are people who are intrinsically more positive, but that's not a fixed thing. We're not locked into those those things that we are innately designed. We can transform by our nurture. So the people and the places that we decide to surround ourselves, which is our environments, That ultimately shapes how we see ourselves and how we show up in the world. And then the last thing that shapes our belief system, our content, right? What we consume is what we become. And oftentimes we are consuming things that are negative, right? We're listening to the most intense music. We're watching intense things. And then we wonder why we see the world as this negative place because what we consume is what we become. But more importantly, what we consume is what we reflect or contribute to the world. So one thing to start filtering relationships through a a healthy key indicator is looking how people show up in the world, looking how people speak in the world, because the truth of the matter is people often project what they reflect i've been guilty of it especially earlier on in my life right i was an angry kid i was an angry adolescent and i was just hurtful with my words i would tell people very rude and um things that that would break people's emotions down but it was because how i viewed myself i viewed myself as unworthy unloved, um inadequate and not good enough. So I would see the people around me as unworthy, not good enough. And, and one of the, the biggest aha moments were in my romantic relationships, because playing football pretty much all my life, it was performance. And it was just like, OK, yeah, you did good last week, but did you good, do good this week? And I would take those same coaching mechanism that I was coached in to my romantic relationships and, and treat my partners that way which it wasn't healthy. It was just like, what have you done recently? I don't care what you've done before, but what have you done recently? And it was not until I went to therapy and had those very uncomfortable conversations of the places that I was projecting on the people around me was my own insecurities. And it takes a level of vulnerability, self-awareness and ownership to say, you know what? I'm not the man or the woman or the person that I want to be, but I can learn to become the person that I want to be, and those steps are very real. And the Bible often teaches talk; it, it teaches about the good person brings out what is good from the other person, and and a evil person brings out what is evil from another person. So, well, what this is pretty much saying is that. Out of our mouth, from what our mouths speak about is what our heart essentially is being nurtured. So if we want to shift how we speak, how we see others, we have to shift how we see ourselves because we often reflect what's really inside. So when we hear people really nasty or just like customers, people just like going off the handles and talking about this, that and the third they're often projecting their own emotions of themselves because a good tree doesn't bear bad fruit and a bad tree doesn't bear good fruit so if somebody feels good about themselves they're not going to be in a ho. but if somebody feels bad about themselves or feel that they have no level of control yeah they're gonna they're gonna be in in the words 2023 they're gonna be a karen as they say so Something else I want us to start like really focusing on as we're looking at our relational banking system, right? Insecure people versus confident people. And insecure insecure people typically compare, compete, criticize, and complain. So they're always saying you're better than me in here, or I'm not good here, or they're like secretly competing with you. And I often say this is like, I'm the worst person to compete with, because if you're competing with me, you're competing with my yesterday because I'm constantly thinking about tomorrow. of How can I improve? I don't compete with anyone. I compete with myself and I try to be better. So and then they often criticize. Right. It was like they're they're always finding the negative in every solution or the negative in every every positive. And they're the complainers. Right. They're they're the one that start the sentence off with. I don't mean to complain. But, right, that is the beginning of an insecure human being. And when we start listening to these conversations and listening to um, how these individuals speak, then we can be better discerning in how much emotional allocation we invest into that relationship. I'm going to let you marinate on that one for a little bit. And then confident people, right? Because it's one thing to know what we what's not healthy and what's not appreciating and it's also effective to know what does appreciate and confident people typically celebrate they collaborate they compliment and they connect they celebrate collaborate compliment and connect so they're constantly encouraging others like hey good job you go and then they're always like how can i contribute to what's going on here and and i have an idea i want to add this in And not being necessarily married to the outcome of what happens, but wanting to collaborate just to be a part of it. And they're always complimentary. Just like, hey, I I see this in you. I see this skill set in you. And this is one of the things that um, I've learned from a couple of my leaders, just like finding the greatness in others and elevating that greatness and finding their strength. So something that I'm still practicing doing is... um, articulating and expressing explicitly the goodness I see in others. So I'm like, hey, hey, you are really nurturing. Hey, you are really compassionate. I love the way you're detailed oriented. I'm not necessarily skilled at that. I see that as one of your strengths. And in connection, right? It's finding ways to be essentially curious about other people. Confident people aren't the ones who are always talking in the room. Now that's probably like, A newsflash for a lot of people like, oh, no. The insecure people are often the ones talking the most and the loudest. Confident people are asking questions because they're content in themselves and they want to understand the people around them. And then last for understanding how to filter relational banking and becoming more discerning to ultimately build the relationships we dream of having is emotional intelligence versus emotional fitness. Emotional intelligence is a beautiful thing. And it's, it's widely ubiquitous. And we talk about it. in um, in the professional setting, as well as in the educational setting, and emotional intelligence is essentially understanding what emotions we are feeling, right? So if I'm feeling frustrated and angry, I know the emotions I'm feeling, and I'm able to articulate that. And then Emotional intelligence is also understanding what other people's emotions are. So, this person may be a little sad, or this person seems frustrated or irritated, is being able to discern what happens. Then, the next step is emotional fitness. This is being able to regulate our emotions. So, in high charge emotional conversations or situations, we're able to understand our emotions and understand that we're feeling charged up. Like there was this one time where I was talking to this young lady and, um, yeah, she was, she was gaslighting me 110%. And I felt myself getting so riled up inside and, um, the conversation wasn't getting better because everything I would try to articulate, it would go through a filtering process. And it was just like, well, you don't do this. And it was just very combative. So in that moment I shared with her, I was like, Hey, I feel that this is an emotional charged up situation. And anything else I say is gonna not do anything beneficial for this conversation. So I'm gonna remove myself from the conversation. And then in, in, in our interactions moving forward, this is the standard. This is what we're gonna talk about. We're not gonna talk about emotions like this because unless there's a third party to mediate our conversations, but as of right now, we're not in the space. We're not, we don't have the emotional equity to have uh a conversation surrounding emotion, especially when when there's no validation and there's a lot of combativeness. So I'm gonna remove myself from this conversation. That's emotional fitness, it's regulating. I felt myself getting charged up. And if I continue to talk to this young lady, I'd have said some hurtful stuff, but that's not who I am, even though that's what I feel. And that is the biggest distinction, right? Is understanding how we feel is not who we are. And then separating the two And that's how we can regulate our emotions to becoming more emotionally fit human beings. So there's essentially two paths that we can take when we think about relational banking and essentially discerning who and what to allow into our lives. So path number one, right, is surrounding ourselves with limited mind folks, insecure folks and unhealthy folks um, who are practicing unhealthy behaviors what we will tip what we will typically feel from those relationships we're gonna feel drained out gonna feel drained out throughout your day you're gonna feel discouraged you're gonna feel depressed you're gonna feel insecure you're not gonna feel good enough you're gonna just be emotionally weary if you if we surround ourselves with negative limited unhealthy folks but if we choose to take the road less travel and surround ourselves with more confident, more growth minded, more uh, uh, innovative human beings, what we would typically feel is feeling refreshed, abundant, motivated, challenged, supported, and we're going to feel emotionally vibrant, and we're going to radiate, we're going to have this level of, of fulfillment, because we're connected, and we feel that things are growing, right. And that is my encouragement to all of us as we're looking at our relationships, um, I would encourage us all to essentially start filtering relationships. Is this healthy or is this unhealthy? Is this growing or is this dying? Is this evolving or is this just expiring? Because what we nurture or what we feed grows. And if we're feeding toxicity and negativity, we're gonna have more of that in our lives. But if we're feeding Growth, love, joy, peace, all those things. We're going to have more of that in our lives. Thank you so much for listening to the Clarity Podcast, a podcast helping more people find clarity so that they can create more impact. Leave a review, share with a friend, subscribe today, and connect with me on Instagram. And remember, with more clarity comes more impact. Be impactful, my friends.